Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Scout On Podcast, a Boy Scouts podcast brought to you by three current and future Eagle Scouts just looking to share some Boy Scout wisdom and share their experiences with scouting. You did hear me right. I did say three current and future Eagle Scouts after I recorded that trailer and decided to do this podcast. I decided that I needed some co-hosts, so I brought in two of my friends, Yanni and Chris. Uh, As you may recall, I am Tyler. So this first episode of the Scout On podcast is going to be used to basically just introduce ourselves and talk about our scouting journeys in a more general perspective. And eventually we'll get into more specifics, like some of the trips we've gone on, uh, some of the stuff we've done through advancing. But Chris and Yanni, you guys want to, I don't know, just we're going to start with some Cub Scout stuff. All right. So when did you guys join Cub Scouts? Because I know I joined pretty late as like a bear. I joined in first grade as a tiger. I joined as, I joined as soon as I could back in kindergarten. No, no, no. First grade. Yeah, first grade. First grade. First grade. Yeah, the, the Lion Cubs. That's like a new program. <laughs> I joined uh, 2010. This was when I joined scouting. So that was my. So yeah, I've been in scouting for pretty much exactly 10 years at this point. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and I'm Chris, by the way. And I'm Yanni. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I joined back first grade Tiger Cub. I actually so we have two Cub Scout packs in town, Pack 113 and Pack 200, and I joined Pack 113 because I moved in first grade, and we weren't really aware that there were more than one Cub Scout packs, so we we just joined 113, and so I mean there are so my den was a bunch of kids that honestly looking back on it I'm not sure how that den actually survived. But it survived only two years, and it ended up folding, and I transferred from Pack 113 to Pack 200, which is where all my friends were. So it was uh, it was nice to end up over there, but it's not where I started. Yeah, I joined Pack 200, I think, just because I had friends there, and that's what my brother did. So that was just kind of a clear choice for me. Chris, you're a 113, right? 113. Wow. Um, I, I was always 113. Um, I yeah. joined with I joined with Adrian, I think, at the same time. Adrian's a kid in our troop. Yeah, we spent, we were in the same den for all of our years there. Yeah, 113. I, I was in 113 my entire Cub Scout career, if you want to call it that, yeah. I got to say, one of the best things about Cub Scouts was that Pinewood Derby, honestly. Pinewood Derby yeah, is so I much remember. fun. I only did it once. I wasn't that active in Cub Scouts. Um, so I only did it once. I didn't do my first. I did my second year, though. Um, or like, yeah. I mean, maybe I did it twice, but... Yeah. It was pretty fun. I, I did it for one. two years. And I think I... My first year, I like was going for speed. And I won the first round. And then in the second... Like, when it was, I don't know, regional or whatever... The person who came second beat my car for some reason. I don't know what they did to it, but they like improved it by like the smallest margin. So then I lost there. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I was, that was fun. Successful in the power 
Yeah, so the first year, my when I was a Tiger, so I did I did the Pine Derby all five years. Uh, when I was a Tiger, I did this. I don't know. It was like a it was like a stereotypical looking race car kind of thing. Had a little Lego guy in it, and I won like uh, I don't know, most creative or something. I don't know what it was. I I don't know what the award was. But when I was a wolf, they had like a workshop every year that they put together and like you made you went and that's when you could cut out your cars and i went there with my mom not my dad because my dad helped me build all my other cars but i designed that car and i ended up being a co-winner because on this old track that we used to have i don't know if you guys ever used the wood track that pack 200 and pack 113 used to share but that that track was terrible we use the metal one. Yeah, the the metal one they have now is really nice, especially with the software. But the old Pinewood Derby track that the two packs used to share was wooden, and it had the technology on it was terrible. And what they'd have to do is they'd have to print out the scores or the times on those clear pieces of paper and put it on one of those overhead projectors like they used to use like in elementary school before Epsom's. So they use so much of that clear plastic paper to put up the times after every race. And I, this one kid and I just kept like, they kept running it and it was just a tie. So then they, they just declared us co-winners. And then when I was a bear, I did like the same sort of design and I just did terrible. So after that, I decided to just go for Scout Spirit my two Weeblo years, and one year I did an Arrow of Light, and the other one I did, like, four diamonds with all the, the ranks on them. So, like, they they didn't even come close to winning, but anything to win a trophy. It's like, well, yes. My brother got a trophy for it. Um, He ended up quitting Cub Scouts, but he got a trophy. I forget what it was for, though, but he was pretty good. But I was never successful in any of that stuff. I think my first year I got, I only did it for two years. My first year I got a trophy for like speed. And then the second year, I think I also got one for a scout spirit. And then at at the Pinewood Derby, they used to do the, um, or my dad used to go to BJ's and just get a bunch of like muffins and bagels and hot dogs. And we'd set up a little like snack shack. And I, I, ran that during the Pinewood Derby. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. The good old days. What did you guys what did you guys think of Boy Scouts before you joined? Like as we blow ones and twos, like when you went to that first meeting and they showed you like that PowerPoint, what did you guys think? I was kind of in like intimidated by it. I thought it was like super hardcore and like like the camping and all that and then, you know, the they told, they told us about the high adventure but stuff had been in the you know, the summer camp where you're away for a week. I didn't think I, for my first thought was I didn't want to do it, but um, over time it just kind of, it sounded a lot better and better and better. And here I am today. Yep. Yeah, no, I definitely felt the same way. I felt like, I mean, the Cub Scout camping trips, like the Paw Sox sleepover, like Battleship Cove were more like just fun kind of things to do. But I felt like looking at some of the stuff that the Boy Scouts are doing, like some of the bike trips that they go on, the high adventure trips, like you mentioned, Yanni, I felt like that was like way above my skill set. And 
I, I don't know. I just felt like, oh, this is this is not really the same as Cub Scouts. And like the fact yeah. that advancement is done on your own, the fact that the boys lead the troop and it's not the adult leaders. Yeah, for me, I kind of had like a better understanding of it because uh, when my brother was a Boy Scout, it was like the bike trip that the families could go on. And I like went to that. So I kind of had like a general understanding what Boy Scouts was like. Like I remember just like playing pickle and like other games with like all the guys. But like at the meetings or whatever, I was kind of like worried because like not like worried, but also intimidated in a sense where like they're leading themselves in like the wilderness. Like they do all this stuff alone. I feel like I wouldn't know like what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely nervous when I first when I was you know merging into like Boy Scouts because I just didn't really. I mean, I I kind of knew what to expect, but at the same time, I didn't really know what to expect. Just because, you know, it's a bunch of new people I didn't know. And then it's also, it's a lot different. Um, like with Tyler said earlier, that the boys leave the troop, not the adults. And also the fact that you're meeting, you know, every week instead of once a month. And you're going yeah, on, you know, yeah. a, camping, too, yeah. a camping trip once a month. So it was definitely a big change, I think. But, you know, it obviously gets better over time. And you realize that it's really fun and you really enjoy it. I think everyone's, like, excited to go on, like, their trips. Like, I oh, can't definitely. wait. Yeah, I was excited to go. I was excited and nervous to go about um, the, my first Green Orange trip. Yeah, so you want to move on to Boy Scouts? Uh, sure, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, well, actually, before we go there, I I do like to talk about how I got the Super Achiever Award. I don't know if that you guys still had that when you guys crossed over. You guys had the Weeblos activity pins, right? Yes, we did. Uh, maybe. Yeah, they com- yeah. like they've completely changed the the weeblos and the cub scout program as a whole also but if you got all 20 of those activity pins that were on that little three color thing that you put on your shoulder Mm -hmm. um, i'm looking at mine right now yeah i i got all 20 (laughs) of those activity pins and it came with a little patch said super achiever so i like i like talking about that yeah a little bit yeah just a little bit i mean but so Crossed over to Boy Scouts in the end of fifth grade. Uh, joined Troop 89, which is also one of two Boy Scout troops in our town. We have Troop 89 and Troop 10. Troop 89's the better of the two, obviously. Yeah. Yep. I joined the Radioactive Platypus Patrol. Our patrol patch was awesome. It glowed, glowed in the dark. Never got to use that, but just the fact that you knew that it glowed in the dark was the cool part. And my first patrol leader, uh, I mean, I, I've been friends with him ever since then. And honestly, like, I was such in such a big group when I crossed over that it was so easy. I felt like my transition was really easy because I was able to hang out with my friends still. And I wasn't really, like, I could adjust with another group of scouts that were also going through the same thing. So I felt like that, like, going from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts, which does seem like such a big jump, wasn't actually that bad. And, I mean, the Scouts were very welcoming of us. We were a huge group. I'd say we were 20-plus Scouts when we crossed over. And we ended up with nine Eagle Scouts of those 20, something like that. So, we did pretty well. How about you, Yanni? Um, I remember a lot about my first Greenhorn. The one thing I will say, especially, is so a lot of the times you like join with a big group and it like slowly narrows down. 
So I'm not going to name names, but like me and one of my friends, we were like, we both had brothers that were like Eagle Scouts or like parents that were like into it. So both of us, we were like really motivated to do work. So I remember there was like this big rock right like up against where we built the fire. So we just sat up there and did requirements for like four hours. And I completed like 80% of all requirements up to first class on that one trip. Wow. Yeah. So I was, yeah. So like I was kind of, pissed about a flight to eagle because like i already completed everything on that first trip already so um but that was a lot of fun and then like the stations where you like learn like i don't know different knots and like the axe yard so for those of you who are not a part of troop 89 greenhorn is our march trip every year and basically what it's geared towards is all the normal scout patrols are putting on stations for our new scouts and they're usually tied to some sort of either skill-based or other sort of rank advancement kind of thing that so we try to get the scouts through the scout rank by that like through that first trip honestly i don't know if that's completely possible anymore we i mean we'll yeah, have yeah they've changed the requirements we, so we'll much. have an episode on the scout rank at some point but when I joined Boy Scouts, the Scout rank was basically a participation award, and you really just had to show up. And I think the hardest part of Scout rank was knowing the Scout Oath and Scout Law, which are now the same yeah. in both Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. So most likely they already know it coming into Boy Scouts. So if today's new Scouts joined when I joined then they would have gotten scout in their first meeting. But they've completely overhauled all the rank requirements since then. Yeah, so they updated, I think it was 2017, I think it was the update. Yeah, it was a huge um, update. They, you know, they require you to have service hours now for scout rank. Wow. Um, oh, damn. Service hours, it's a lot of new stuff. Um, yeah, Tom was right. It was basically just, you basically just showed up, said the Oath and Law, and you were good to go, and you got it. Um, and then Tenderfoot was the real, the real kind of first rank that you kind of earned right. doing stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot different now since from when us three joined. I think I think Yanni, I think you and I were were we the last year? I don't know. Maybe that was I don't know. Yeah, maybe one of the last year. years. Yeah, we were one of the last years. I don't know if it was the. It might maybe have been we, second to last. Maybe it was the yeah. Maybe we were second to last, but yeah, it was. We were one of the, we were one of the last few to have to pretty much not do anything for scout rank. Yeah, so um, I mean, I think Skyrank also includes a cyber chip now. Yep, there you have to get, does, you have to get it twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so annoying. It is, but like, so when in uh, 2017 I was life rank. So by then, I don't think they didn't change any of the eagle requirements. So that that complete overhaul of the Boy Scout requirements did not affect me. But when I have gone to help younger scouts with and signing off requirements, I make sure they know how much more they have to do than I did. Because, all right, so I feel like it's a good time. So I am a college student now. I graduated high school this year. I am a freshman at the University of Rhode Island. Uh, Chris and Yanni are both juniors in high school. Juniors. Yep. So I, since then, uh, since 
becoming an Eagle Scout, I've remained in an, a leadership role, and I st- I'm still a part of the troop committee. I've gone back a couple times for a couple meetings since I've gone to school, but we'll get more into that later. Yeah. Um, so just one thing about like what like what Yanni did with yeah you know, he was really smart about it. He kind of banged out a ton of requirements. Um, <laughs> yeah. At Greenhorn, I th- I think with me, um, when did I? I got dude. I was late because I got second class. I think December of that year. So I was pretty cool, pretty late. Um, and then you moved, Yanni. I think the year after or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also with the updated um, requirements or everything, that kind of screwed me over because I was a ASP or not ASP, assistant patrol leader for this kid, and that was before the rule changes. That was back in 2016, and we had to. And so we were doing our thing, and when the the cha- when all the, the changes came in 2017, they removed assistant patrol leader from the leadership positions, so it didn't count. Oh, I remember that. That was like so. I had like six months or whatever it was, or you know, four months of previous counted leadership position for I think it was I think it was first or no, it was maybe it was star. I don't know, but it was some rank, and I couldn't get it until you know, like the year after because of those changes. So, and since, just a little story. Since annoying. that has happened to you, Chris, what they've done is patrol quartermaster is an accepted position for advancement. So our troop has used that because it, the troop quartermaster job description was already part of the job description for the assistant patrol leader. So it's not like we were snaking any rules by by using it, but obviously when it comes time for probably something like Life or Eagle, I don't know if that like if Patrol Quartermaster is a part of is included in that that list of positions of responsibility. The one thing I will say as well is what I did was kind of unnecessary because in the summer, as like I don't know, every newer scout goes into this like program at summer camp called like flight to eagle where like you do all these requirements and stuff so you don't have to like do all these requirements early on it is helpful because you like become more independent i guess but it's not necessary yeah there's no need to really rock one piece of advice i do have to give is i earned 36 merit badges in my time in scouting i earned at most three merit badges after I got Eagle in 2017. I don't see, unless you enjoy summer camp so much, I don't see the reason to go for a a provisional week unless you were missing your troops week. Yeah, yeah, I actually did that with Troop 10. Because, I mean, I earned plenty of merit badges in my time in scouting between Merit Badge University and doing stuff within the troop and on my own. Because, I mean, you can take five merit badges, like, at our summer camp. So you're you're more than set if you just go. Yeah, what I was saying is um, there was when I was moving to Vienna, I couldn't make it to Troop 89 summer camp because uh, we're week five, I believe. So I just yeah. went with uh, Troop 10 instead, which was... A great time because I also knew like a bunch of people in there. wasn't as good of a time as with Troop 89, but yeah, Yanni, you want to tell us a bit about your 
your time away from the United States? Yeah, so they follow like the exact same program, at least where I went, because it was like an international. I mean, it's still like Boy Scouts of America, even though it was in Vienna. And it was like a much smaller group than what we have here. Like there was only one troop in the area. But it was a lot of fun, and the trips were really cool, because I remember the summer camp was in uh, the Alps in Switzerland at Kandersteig, and that was a lot of fun. But also, I that was the first time I had like real leadership, because the SPL like, couldn't make it or something, and I was just like the runner-up, even though I wasn't really the ASPL. So I was the SPL for that one trip, I guess. And it was really cool, just like that whole area, like we went on hikes in the mountains and stuff. And I also took um, a merit badge where we camp out, and one of my friends got like hypothermia. It was like really intense, but it was also like a lot of fun. Because I mean, you're really high up there in like the Swiss Alps. And also what I would say is each like group of scouts is different, but like as long as you like, I don't know, the fundamental system of it is the same. Right. So, like, it's pretty easy to branch out to, like, other areas. So, like, I'd say I've branched out a lot. Like, I also joined Troop uh, 57 to Philmont uh, a couple years ago, which was a lot of fun as well. And, like, I help out at NYLT, like, every year. So, like, it's easy to kind of talk to other scouts just because you have, like, the same set of ideas, but, like, everyone kind of does things a little different. Right. Yeah, because obviously, like, some of the stuff that we're saying about how our troop does stuff doesn't mean your troop has to do it, because, I mean, every troop is run differently. So what kind of uh, what kind of positions have you guys held within the troop? So my two positions, I know three positions that I've had, actually, um, if you want to count as assistant patrol leader. That was my first kind of sort of leader, leadership position, and I was assistant patrol leader for, I think, a year... So, yeah, I got to be a system patrol leader at Camp Squano. So that was super fun. It was a really good learning experience, what it was like to run a patrol. And, um, yeah, it was a good experience. Then after that, I got patrol leader. So I was patrol leader for six months. And then I got SPL, and I was SPL for a year, which was easily my favorite year of Boy Scouts. Um, yeah, because you, you served two terms as SPL. In I my, did, in my I, seven years in Troop 89, no one has served two terms i did because really? i really i really wanted to be it for the washington, washington dc trip and west point so those were, i really wanted to be the spl for that trip because i just felt like not that i'd do a better job than anyone else but like i don't know i just you know it just felt good i guess but um but yeah i ran again it was fine but yeah i would say my years spl was easily the best year of boy scouts that i've ever had so yeah, so in my f- first year, like near the end of my first year, I became an assistant patrol leader. And because you only had to be second class to do that. And, you know, back then, those ranks, those lower ranks were much easier than they are right now. So I was able to fly through that. And so I became an assistant patrol leader. And then w- at the beginning of my second year i became a patrol leader and that's i only served one term as a patrol leader after that i became an aspl once again i was able to fly through these requirements and i was very gung-ho about getting requirements done i knew i wanted to become an eagle scout my dad is an eagle scout 
and both his grandfathers were Eagle Scouts. He has both of their medallions also with his, so that's pretty cool. And after serving one term as an ASPL, I became an SPL. And dur- like actually, during those terms as being ASPL, uh, the Scoutmaster at the time... I had so much resistance. I tried running for SPL in like seventh grade, but they. I think weren't you the youngest SPL? We that has since been broken. We've had some younger SPLs since I became SPL, but at that time, really, I was one of the youngest SPLs in the troop. But but we also had a change of leadership, so like that probably allowed yeah, them to run at a younger age, right? And yeah, the scoutmaster at the time who became our committee chair, who has now moved on from the troop since his son is in college. So, but at the time when I was, I just had to keep settling for ASPL because he didn't want me to become an SPL. He didn't, I don't know. He didn't, he didn't believe in me, but I finally got elected SPL and I served one term. And that's actually when my, the, so it was June 1st, 2017 when, I became uh, SPL, and that was actually the day that my dad became Scoutmaster. So for a period of six months, we were running the troop together. So that was fun. And then after my term as SPL, I served five terms as ASPL. Five consecutive terms, I might add, until I turned 18. I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, keeping up that like I know that there is obviously like room for other scouts to come in, but I felt like, and I mean obviously the SPLs who chose me as an ASPL felt like I showed great leadership, and obviously by serving five terms to end off my scouting career, I learned a lot, and I mean I was able to. I was usually older than the SPLs that I was ser- serving with, so I was able to you know, give them advice and stuff and help guide them through that? Uh, For me, I think my first year, or like the second half of my first year, I think I was just like assistant patrol leader. And then I think I remember being troop guide for like around two terms before I moved to Vienna, where I was ASPL and like, I guess, technically SPL for a little bit. Um, But when I came back, I was ASPL for like two and a half consecutive years as or five terms, as Tyler was. Yep. Um, and then I was recently SPL for one term, and that's pretty much it. I haven't really run. I'm like not as committed right now, just because I'm doing a lot of stuff with like sports and like school. Uh, but I definitely am still. And obviously, as a junior in high school, it's it starts to taper off and both of you guys have done your Eagle projects and you're pretty close to becoming Eagle Scouts. So obviously participation at this point is not as necessary, but you guys but it's still a trips, lot of still. fun. Yeah. Still going on. Yeah, the trips, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I mean, missing the occasional meeting is normal. Occasional. Yeah. And I also, so outside of like positions with directly within Within the patrols and the troop, I also served as the troop historian, uh, taking pictures on camping trips and stuff like that. Uh, I was also the troop quartermaster 
for a short period of time. And since after I turn, and then I mean, once you become an Eagle Scout in our troop, then you become a junior assistant scout master. But I never really fulfilled that role because after I got Eagle, I was still serving as an assistant senior patrol leader. So I ended up going on and becoming an assistant scout master once I turned 18. So just a, a word of advice. If you do become an SPL, um, this is anyone, if you become an SPL, like I did, I used had Tyler um, and Yanni as my SPLs. Um, but you should, if you have someone in your troop who is still el- eligible for one of those positions, you should choose them because someone who is an Eagle Scout who has the experience, it's just a good choice. It's the reason I, cho- I chose Tyler because they have experience. They can help you out. I and mean, we Tyler was SPL before me. So they can help you out because obviously that's not the easiest thing in the world. But with someone, with someone by your side who you know is trustworthy and you, who you know can help you out, um, just a really good thing to have. So just a little word of advice. What would you guys say is like some of the misconceptions of Boy Scouts? I think people, like, Boy Scouts gets a bad rap just because I feel like they think that, I don't know, there's, there is... The people that are in... There is, uh, yeah, there is... Everyone has a preconceived notion of the stereotypical Boy Scout. Yeah. But we do a lot of cool stuff. Like some of the camping trips we go on, we've been to DC, we've been to Gettysburg. Uh, next April, I believe the troop is planning some sort of either a trips down to Williamsburg or to the Baseball Hall of Fame slash Niagara Falls. Next summer, we are going to Sea Base. We are supposed to go this summer. Oh, but, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, we, I can't wait for that. But we, postponed it to next summer and i'm not sure how many crews actually sailed but hopefully by next august it'll be all cleared up yeah well knock on wood that that is the case because we i was so excited for that trip this year uh yeah that you brought that up back in uh that was 2019 beginning 2019 you brought yep. that up tyler yep so uh, yeah the, I, i've been you know i've been keeping track of you know looking at all the high adventure bases and I always, I, I've always seen Sea Base, and I was like, "Oh, that looks like something that we need, should do." And it was actually summer camp in 2018 that I was talking about Sea Base, and I was talking about yeah. with, with like oh. some of the older scouts and other scouts that were like eligible to go, and we're like, "This would be so much fun!" And we got the ball rolling on that trip during that week at summer camp, and. At by the, like that Saturday when summer camp was done, that's when we had already had intentions of going forward and doing this. So, yeah, I think when you first mentioned that at summer camp, that was like after uh, Philmont for me, and there was like this thing. I don't know what it's called, but like there's Philmont, which is like hiking in the mountains in like New Mexico, and there's Sea Base, which is like Florida Keys, like sailing. And then there's Northern Tier, which I'm not exactly sure it is. But if you do all three of those... Uh, in no- Northern Tier, I believe... I'm not sure. There could be... There may or may not be two different places that Northern Tier exists. Yeah, there's there's multiple places for yeah, it. Northern, but if you do yeah. all three of those... No, there's a four... Um, um, there's, there, there's Bechtel, too. Oh, really? I want to go to Bechtel. I know that there's, like, Bechtel, there's we some sort, sort of, like, award or whatever that you can get if you do those which is something that i've always like wanted to do because that's just so much fun yeah i want to i was hoping to go to world jamboree last year 
but because I was going to go to Seabase, that didn't end up happening. Because I didn't want to, because they're very expensive trips. So doing $1,000 plus trip two consecutive years wasn't really an option. So I ended up choosing Seabase, obviously, because I could do that with all my friends. I think Northern Tier. I think, isn't, isn't it in like, isn't part of it in Canada or two I, of the things that are? I think one of them's like in Minnesota. Minnesota. I don't know. And I think the yeah. other one. Yeah, I know one of, one of them's in Minnesota. I think there's one in Ontario as well. But it's just, I've heard it's that just it's canoeing. Not great. No, it's just canoeing. And I mean, we canoe. Uh, yeah. We have canoe trip every year. Yeah, you guys, anyone listening, if you have a chance to go on a big trip, um, you know, like any jamboree, like you know, we go on our we went on our state jamboree, um, back in 2018. We obviously wanted to go to World Jam, that didn't happen. Or you could you get if you have the opportunity to go to National Jamboree, you should definitely do that. You get to meet a lot of cool people, um, a lot of new people, and it kind of shows you like what we were talking about earlier, the stereotypical Boy Scout. It kind of shows you how actually diverse Boy Scouts is. Um, how many different people there are you know it's not just a nerdy kid who knows his knots it's not all that yeah i mean all boy scout troops including our own you know have you know athletes and band members and theater kids like it's not just you, you know people don't really understand that there's more to boy scouts than you know the knots and the camping and all the stereotypical boy scout stuff it's more than that mm-hmm yeah, one of the misconceptions that I would say is like people think that you have to be like completely like dedicated to Boy Scouts, like your number one no, priority. Like not at all. No, uh, like that's not my number one priority. I would say it's like school, then maybe like soccer, and then like being a musician, and then Boy Scouts, which is still like a lot of fun. But like I'm doing all this other stuff. Yeah. Like as well. Yeah. And I mean the trips once a month. I mean. The trips are awesome. Like they are. I they are. I've gone yeah. back uh, already once this year to go on our troops canoe trip that we have that we were fortunate enough to hold uh, with masks and everything going on. But also, I will be coming home next month uh, for our Weeblos weekend, which is basically and actually it's combined oh, with our trip. Greenhorn trip, which you recall we talked about. Because Greenhorn did not happen, because Greenhorn takes place in March, and it was actually supposed to be, I believe, March thirteenth or fourteenth or something like that. Just the the day the world yeah. ended. Yep. So <laughs> the news, our current new scouts who joined in March have not gotten their Greenhorn trip. So our Weeblos weekend trip this year is going to be sort of combined with Greenhorn. So the Weeblos and the new scouts will all be doing some sort of introductory Boy Scout stuff. So I'm looking forward we to coming home to that. Yeah, that's it is. Great. Also, what we do is we take pictures. We have the historian. Tyler, I think Tyler, are you the historian? I ha- well, I you were. I have been you the were. historian, but yeah, I'm not. Sure. All I'm saying is I took a fire picture at West Point of Chris and a couple others. Yeah, West Point. That was a that was a fun trip. <laughs> that was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was fun. Should we should we talk talked about West Point for a bit? Um, I think we could take a whole um, episode to talk about yeah, West Point. Yeah, maybe we could take a whole episode to talk about West Point. Yeah. Yeah, we could do, like, a whole episode on, like, each high adventure trip. Like, all- if we get a bunch of people that went to film on, just, like, talk about that for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, all these trips, like, I think we could definitely get. Um, going, going back to the historian thing, though, is we, you, taking pictures on a trip is really fun. It's, it you, gives you memories. Yep. You, you could look it back, and it's, 
it's just a fun way to see like what you did and then you know you can use, maybe you can use it for you know if you when, when you go to eagle court of honor everyone has like a little set they make um you can you know print out some pictures show your favorite memories it's just a, it's a good thing to have i sometimes go back and look at them just because i it's fun and you know it's it's good memories yeah i have like i have a nice dslr camera so i'd always bring it on the trip so i I wasn't a historian before that, but, like, once I got that, I was already taking pictures on trips. But, like, even if you're not the troop historian, like, take pictures with your phone if you're allowed to use it. But even just, like, a cheap little camera. But, like, when you're looking back, I sometimes go back and look at some of the pictures from some of the trips I've been on. Even, like, not even, like, the big trips that I've been on. Like, just a simple Weeblos weekend or a Greenhorn or something like yep. that. Just yep. all the stuff that, you know, that I've done and what Boy Scouts has done for me. I was thinking about the 2018 Weeblos Weekend pictures that we had. Um, easily one of my favorite trips ever. That yeah, was a I really mean, fun trip. It's just, like, the Weeblos Weekend just trips are like... back nice memories. It's an annual trip that, like, the, the gist of it doesn't change every year, but, I mean, it's what you make of it. And, I mean, obviously, we're it's just what we're doing that is what creates those memories. Yeah, and also, it doesn't have to be pictures to, like, save those memories. It can be, like, I know we have, like, a spreadsheet with, like, a bunch of inside jokes that have, like, happened over the years, like, late night, Cards Against Humanity or something, like, just hanging out at certain trips. And, like, I don't know, just, like, a lot of cool things. Like, I see in my room right now, I have, like, a stave from NYLT, and that, like, tell, like, just looking at that, like, I remember everything from that trip yeah i have a little box um that has a bunch of little stuff that I, things that i've gotten like a lot of it is like certificates and plaques that i got at my eagle court of honor but i also have stuff like the wallet that i made during leatherwork merit badge the neckerchief slide that i mean i don't use because our troop doesn't have neckerchief but the next slide that I carved during wood carving merit badge, I have this piece of paper that isn't paper yet, but it's we did a troop outing to one of our adult leaders' work where he works at a, a paper mill. So I have that in there. So just little mementos. I mean, I'm not home right now. I'm actually at school. So when I'm home, sometimes I'll just go through that box. I'll open it up. I got. I have all my... The physical badges are in there. So really all the stuff that I've got from Boy Scouts, I've kept in that box. So it's it's a nice little thing to have. Yeah, I have a, I have a little thing in my room right here I'm looking at. It's a, it's a little kind of bin box sort of thing with my my patch collection, obviously. Oh, yes. And, my, uh, and some, a bunch of old books that I have. I have a patrol leader handbook. I have the 1951 patrol leader handbook, actually. Did that come out of the trip shed? Yeah, I don't know why I have that. <laughs> well, and yeah, the troop um, shed. There's a ton of stuff in that troop shed that has not been cleaned out since probably 1951 when that book was made. I don't know why I have that book, but um, also I have you know um my some Cub Scout stuff. Um, I'm looking at a bunch of Squanto shirts because you know you get a new one every year like for the, the metalworking stuff. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just nice memories, and I have some. Shotgun shells is actually illegal because you have to have a gun license, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'll maybe we shouldn't include or... that, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just a lot of nice things to look back on. I do want to talk about maybe some of the stuff that like our troop has done like during the pandemic, because I feel like we've done a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So we have, we have. 
I mean, was the change in uniform that was before the pandemic, wasn't it? That was yeah. That was that was before. We we didn't get them out until during though or after. Yeah, after, yeah. not after because it starts going on right now. Yeah. So, like, uh, our committee chair um, has like you know talked with the like other members of the district and like they've been talking about how they have like they haven't done anything during the pandemic, but oh, we've done tons we've done a ton of advancing. So in I think it was May, May and June we set up like a bunch of. Uh, merit badges, merit badge counselors running merit badges on Zoom. I actually uh, taught one of the merit badges. I taught family life with two of my friends, one of them I known since first grade, the other one since second grade, and we all got eagle together. So, and they're two of my best friends. So that's also something that scouting has given to me. And so we taught family life together. Uh, Chris was in my in the class. Yep. And so, yeah, other adult leaders were running merit badges. Scouts were taking multiple merit badges, all different nights and stuff like that. And we were just doing meeting weekly. You know, it wasn't any sort of big get up. I mean, everyone was just sitting in their normal street clothes. It was after they'd done their schoolwork in the evening. We were just hopping on Zoom and we were just talking through merit badge requirements. And I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm, I know that my two friends that we will definitely have as guests on, on this podcast. Um, I know they enjoyed doing it too. Cause I mean, we were all graduating seniors. So this was going to be one of our last things that we did with, with the troop before we left. But also Chris taught the, uh, swimming merit badge. Yeah. Over the summer. Yeah, I, got to, I got to teach, I got to teach swimming and lifeguarding. Um, over the course was like, it was like two weeks actually. Cause I, we banked it out in two days, the Zoom stuff, and then we did the in-person stuff. Um, but yeah, I was given the opportunity to do that. Um, I did it with another kid in my troop, in the troop who uh, did the edge method, I think. So um, yeah, it was fun. Um, a lot of reading, obviously, because you have to read off all the stuff to the kids. But the fact that I can get you know eight new scouts and some some kids who are who are in the second year. The lifeguard and swimming merit badge is pretty big for them. And especially when a time that, like, they could have been taking that at summer camp, which didn't end up happening this exactly. year. Exactly. So exactly. we did all yeah, that. And then good. we are running Borders of Review and Scoutmaster Conferences via Zoom all summer. Uh, up until last Thursday, we were meeting uh, in person outside. And now we've been, fort- yep, we've been fortunate enough to get indoor meeting space and we've split the troop up into two cohorts but i know that's that's tough because i mean we usually meet in the school and like none of the schools are letting anyone in and the churches aren't letting outside people in so it's definitely tough but honestly like even like some of the first couple weeks of quarantine we were meeting as a troop on zoom so if you're i mean if, if your troop's not doing that if you, whether you're a scout or like an adult leader listen to this then i, I mean suggest that i mean you can you can run merit badges on Zoom. You can do rank advancement on Zoom. You can do your you can still do your Scoutmaster conferences and boards review all on Zoom. I mean, as long as you're you still have that too deep leadership. I mean, there's nothing that is stopping you from still getting all that advancement done. Yeah, especially now that like nothing else is really happening. Sports are kind of eh right now. Yeah. Not all the extracurricular activities have like started up, I guess. So like this is a perfect time to like do that. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Todd's right. If you, if you, if you guys, whoever's listening to this, an adult or a scout, try to get that out, out there in your troop. You know, it's a good thing to do. You can get you know some advancement done for other kids in your troop and yourself. I think this is a great first episode. I hope everyone learned more about Chris, Yanni, and myself. Uh, we look forward to putting this podcast together every week for you all. Not sure what we're going to do for the second episode, but maybe we'll actually get into some sort of maybe a rank advancement, merit badge advancement, or maybe talk about a trip. Well, obviously you'll find out next Monday, but I will wrap this up right now by telling everyone that we are 291 days away from Seabase. Thank you. We are going to be counting down. Every week. Yep. Every week we'll... We'll give an update on on the countdown to sea base. Right until seven days. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of the Scout On podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter as of right now, both at Scout On Pod. There will be updates posted when we release new episodes, and maybe if we have questions that maybe you guys want to answer or if you have questions to ask us then obviously those are going to be used for that uh you can listen to the podcast on spotify apple podcasts and many more pretty much any of your preferred uh podcast platforms uh you can leave uh leave us a review on apple podcasts and also uh let us know if you have let us know if you guys like have any topic ideas or like questions about scouting yeah stuff you want us to talk about if you have like specific merit badges that you want us to go through and we can help give some advice and tips for getting through those merit badges all right well we will talk to you next monday but until then scout on